Monday, July 3rd. Welcome to so many of you who I hope are not at work today, but at home on vacation, enjoying the long 4th of July weekend, which we don't even get till until tomorrow being the 4th of July. So hopefully it's a great day for you. I'm tickled pink to see so many regular names, routine plucers lined up and ready to go before the show even starts today. Thank you very much. You know, technically our first Damon Bruce live show, our official first Damon Bruce live show was on April 3rd. So April, May, June, July, we are four months into this experiment to the day, basically today. And um, I continue to, to, to tell you that our numbers are growing in an exponential way. And it's the truth. We have hit nearly 200,000 views in just three months. We've made millions of social media impressions, and that's just counting what's going on on YouTube. The other places we're putting the show, Twitch, Twitter, um, the numbers are through the roof. And I thank you so very, very much. Jillian thanks you so very, very much. And uh, it's great to have you here. So let's have a little fun on this Monday afternoon. And then tomorrow, we'll we'll dip in for a happy 4th of July. It'll probably be a very short show um, because we got some family things to go to. And hopefully you got some family to go to and spend some time with and have some fun. And again, why not show up with some Ike sandwiches? Ta-da! Oh, by the way, I don't even have to point to that I'm wearing an Ike sweatshirt today. Which means I can... Turn this little space heater off. I'm kind of warm already. Um, Ike's, the most delicious sandwich you're going to find in San Francisco. Go get yourself one. Go get yourself two. Go get yourself three and put a couple in the fridge for later on. Delicious sandwiches, nearly 100 locations all throughout the West Coast. Get yourself an Ike's today. As you know, when we go burger, we go Uncle Boy here on the show. Uncle Boy's is a San Francisco original in the inner Richmond. Stop on by, pick up a burger. Do not take it from Uncle Damon. Do not forget the lumpia. And then do not forget the next time you're at BevMo to pick up a bottle of blackened whiskey. Woo, it's good stuff. It's perfect for the 4th of July. Um, what's more uh, American than drinking whiskey, listening to a little Metallica, and enjoying some fireworks on the 4th of July? Sounds pretty damn good to me. And as the thumbnail for today's show suggested, you know, I was thinking about him with all of the uh, machinations that have already happened through NBA free agency, just thinking about Draymond Green isn't if we had to put like one athlete into a time capsule to explain America, could you find anyone better than Draymond Green to put into that time capsule? Seriously, Draymond Green, if you think about it, he is America. He really is. He is incredibly complicated, yet at the same time, very simple. He is totally satisfying, yet leaves you wanting more. He is loyal and giving, yet somehow selfish and greedy. He is a tremendous basketball machine, yet he is completely flawed all at the same time. He's a five-star meal and he's a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, he's smart as hell. He is dumb as hell. He is satisfying. He is unsatisfying all at the same time. His IQ, 
His unquestionable on-court basketball IQ is overridden by emotion. I mean, what's more America than that? Hey, we were really, really smart, but then we got all up in our own emotions and we lost all of our smarts and we're just going to let emotions govern us from now on. That's about as America as it gets in 2023. Um, And all of it. We, ad- I mean, it, we admire so much. There's plenty that we don't like about this guy, but you have to admit he worked his fanny off for it. There is absolutely nothing just given or handed to Draymond Green. He doesn't come from, let's call it, since we're talking basketball here, basketball-rich parents. He's got a wonderful mother at home, a really, really special woman. Uh, Mary Babbers, if you're watching today, Cheers to you. Congratulations on your family's fortune, which continues to grow. Um, There is is someone who's worked his nuts off to get to where he's gotten in this basketball life of his. And at the same time, much like America, you better be a little lucky along the way. And let's face it, Draymond Green's been pretty lucky along the way. Hold on, real quick, real quick sip of coffee here. Oh, wait. Face the logo. Towards the camera. Ah, that's good. Not quite the sip of the day, but it's good. We'll get there. Um, you talk about that luck. Draymond Green to the Orlando Magic on draft day means we're looking at an incredibly different career than what he's got right now. Not just from a, an exposure podcast standpoint, but from an on-court success, uh, braggadocio, four rings to his name standpoint, without ending up a Golden State Warrior. I don't know if the Draymond Green experience has captured a single championship ring yet. We're all very much subject to the circumstances we find ourselves in. We'd like to think that we can overcome anything. We'd like to think that we got the smarts, the brains, the know-how, the work ethic to overcome anything, but man, you better find yourself in the right situation and you better get yourself out of the situation before it becomes the wrong one. Well, Draymond Green, obviously his situation with the Golden State Warriors isn't going anywhere because Free Agent Friday gave away to a spinning wheel weekend in the NBA. And now the dust starts to settle on this Monday after the first about 72 hours of free agency have come and gone. And obviously Draymond Green is back. We sort of thought he would be. We, we, he, he told on himself with that match in Las Vegas where he's basically running around a golf course with pom-poms for his two best friends, uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So whatever poker face he was trying to show, there clearly was a negotiation already agreed to. And it is, uh, it, it's, it's very interesting, the deal that Draymond agreed to. He's going to leave... Money on the table in year one. As a matter of fact, he is going to make less money in year one of this deal than he would have opted into had he just exercised his one-year player option to come back. And in doing so, he's going to save Joe Lacob about $40 million in taxes and penalties and repeaters and aprons and all that stuff. So Way to go, Draymond. Way to be a team player. I'm sure Joe Lacob is very, very happy with that. And it's good that he's happy now because at the end of what is a four-year, $100 million deal for Draymond with every penny 
backloaded uh, on this contract and every penny guaranteed, look, it's going to be a rough ending to this contract. But we'll officially worry about that 26-27 season when it gets here. We're not going to worry about it until then. As we've said all along, the number one goal of this franchise by hook or crook or any means necessary is simple. You go ahead and you get Steph Curry to one more NBA Finals. Now, we'll see if the Warriors really are closer to doing that or not. They did add backup point guard Corey Joseph from Detroit on a one-year deal just uh, Sunday afternoon. And I, you know, I joked around, oh, another short 30-something guard. Exactly what the doctor ordered. But the truth is he's going to be the third point guard on the team. And he's probably well-positioned to be an effective third point guard. Um, the Warriors lost out on Eric Gordon. From an Indiana standpoint alone, that kind of breaks my heart, but Eric Gordon, uh, he is not showing up in Golden State. Apparently, they were pursuing him hot and heavy. He chooses to go to Phoenix. He finally gets to Phoenix. Eric Gordon signed an offer sheet with Phoenix about a decade ago when he was in New Orleans, and he begged publicly the New Orleans Pelicans to not match that offer sheet. They did anyways, and so ended you know Eric Gordon's concept of having fun professionally as a basketball player. He's always wanted to get to Phoenix, and he goes to Phoenix now. Phoenix is getting really aggressive, man. They added uh, Ute Watanabe, Josh Kogi returns. Um, Phoenix is spending an awful lot of money to be the team that they want to be. We'll see if that works, but they got more interesting certainly over the last 24, 48 hours. The Lakers did the kind of business that a lot of people expected them to do. They keep Austin Reeves. They keep uh, Rui Hachimura. They keep D'Angelo Russell, which is a little bit of a surprise. A lot of people thought maybe the Lakers would let him walk. But Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish are now all Los Angeles Lakers. A lot of talk and buzz about how the Lakers might be the team to beat now in the West. And Hold on. It's a long way to go before we start talking about the, ting, the, the teams to beat. Um, uh, look, the Sacramento Kings wanted to turn themselves into a team that was one of those teams to beat. They're basically now running it back with a EuroLeague MVP, Chris Duarte, Harrison Barnes resigned. So if anything, the Kings have an awful lot of continuity, but I don't know how much better they really got as a basketball team. It feels like the, the, the single best piece of news for any team that fancies itself a contender in the Western Conference is simply this. The Denver Nuggets got bitten by the disease of more. Pat Riley coining the phrase the disease of more years ago. And basically, well, I don't know if it's Pat Riley who coined that. Might have been Mike Ditka who coined that. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta double check all that. But the disease of more is simply once you win, everyone turns around and says, More, please. We've just won. I want more, please. And because you just contributed to a championship, other teams may be willing to give you more than had you not been on a championship team. So it gets hard to keep role players around. And that's something that the Denver Nuggets are finding out about. Bruce Brown signs a massive deal with the Indiana Pacers. Um, Jeff Green is off to Houston. And these are two huge pieces of the Denver Nuggets success last year. The Denver Nuggets are not as good as they were last year. And that may be the single biggest free agent development 
in the Western Conference so far beyond, well, I guess it was a trade that brought Bradley Beal to Phoenix, but you get what I mean. The the biggest bit of player move, uh, the, the biggest biggest bit of player movement in the Western Conference might be the two names that are out of Denver more than any collection of names showing up with a new team. The Denver Nuggets aren't as good as they used to be. Um, Pacers, by the way, also added Obi Toppin. The Pacers are getting this very lunch pail, works hard team together that might make them interesting. Fred Van Vliet, he got paid three years, $130 million. Dylan Brooks, who had become a little bit of a laughingstock at the end of last basketball season with all the crap he talked to LeBron James, he heads to Houston as well. So Houston trying to accelerate its timeline. We'll see what happens with James Harden. Memphis added a couple of team leaders. Derek Rose and Patty Mills are now calling Memphis home. They've already traded for Marcus Smart. That was their big move. And that's how they plan on getting through the 25-game absence that John Morant gives them with his... uh, Instagram suspension. Uh, Jordan Clarkson stays with the Jazz. Three years, $55 million. Um, Portland has now been officially asked by Dame Lillard to trade him. We'll see if they send him other somewhere other than Miami, which is his preferred destination. Uh, apparently, Brooklyn could be in the mix. And look, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, obviously you want to do right by Damian Lillard. But at the same time, you got a responsibility to your fans at home. And if you can get better picks and deals and packages from somewhere else, Dame, it's not about what you want. It's about what we need. So we'll see what happens there. Ah, ooh, that did feel like the sip of the day. Uh, the Nets, meanwhile, said goodbye to Joe Harris, Seth Curry, he lands in Dallas. The Cavs adding uh, Max Struess, Georgie Jang. Uh, Struess bringing his talents to the Rust Belt. Um, let's see what else today we had. The Timberwolves getting a deal in place to extend Anthony Edwards, a five-year max that could reach $260 million. So we all knew that uh, Minnesota was going to keep him around. Nothing new there. But the NBA, man, it never disappoints. It never never slows down. It really doesn't. So very, very interesting couple of days for the NBA. And now, as the leftover pile continues to sort of reveal itself what the Warriors might do next, what possibly the Warriors could do next, will come into focus in the next day or two, to be totally honest with you, they weren't going to get the first bite at the apple. They weren't going to get their second bite at the free agent apple. Uh, that second bite at the free agent apple would have included Eric Gordon had they been able to bite it off. They they weren't. Uh, they didn't. So we'll see what the Warriors end up doing at all the remainder of this week. Obviously, Tuesday is the 4th of July, so we got a lot of people on vacation. I'm guessing some NBA news will die down, and then it'll pick back up on Wednesday, and maybe by Wednesday, Thursday, the Warriors have done something else. They still need to get bigger. We all know that. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they got. We'll see what they look like. I'll say this, though. I'm excited. I, I want this NBA season to start almost more than I, I don't want to say more than I want the 
the football season to start because I want the football season to start more than anything else. But man, never a dull moment in the NBA. I freaking love it. Uh, we got uh, a kind of underachieving road trip under the Giants belt after a six game East Coast road trip, finding just two wins. Out of six games, they won once in Toronto and won once at City Field. So a two and four six game road trip for the Giants. That's not too great. Uh, it was the Mets' first series win against any opponent in a month. So that was really disappointing. The Giants have fallen back to third in the National League West behind the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. And here comes a six-game homestand over two clubs with losing records. The Mariners, look, they're not bad, but they're sub-500 right now. The Colorado Rockies, who get here after the Mariners, are not even trying to win Major League Baseball games. They are terrible. Uh, Mariners, Giants tonight. It's Brian Wu against Logan Webb. That is your pitching matchup at 24 Willie Mays Plaza this evening. Congratulations to Camilo Duvall, by the way, who was named to the National League All-Star team as its closer. Congratulations. Camilo Duvall uh, totally earned it. I didn't see another Giants name to this list. Doesn't mean there won't be another, but there probably shouldn't be another. I mean, Camilo Duvall was the guy who I thought that's their All-Star and sure enough, he's on the team. We'll see if uh, Mikey Stremski gets activated from the 10-day DL. I believe he was eligible to maybe come back today. I don't want to say Mikey Stremski is the straw that stirs the drink, but the Giants tend to play better and win more often when he is somewhere in that lineup. So we'll see if Yastrzemski can get back and if the Giants can close with a strong six-game homestand the first half of this major league season. We're going to be at the all-star break before you know it. The A's, they are off today. Uh, took two or three off the White Sox. They lost that third game by just one run. So, you know, they're so close. They've got a six-game uh, road trip to end the first half. They're going to be at Detroit beginning on the 4th of July at Boston. Following that three-game uh, trip to the Motor City. Hey, look, you know, not a lot of hope to sell you A's fans. You're 28 games out of first place, but you're only 24 back of the wild card. So, you know, it sucks, but that's where you are. Um and that's about it. That's about it for a quick show today. Just kind of wanted to get everyone caught up. Welcome everyone in and back. Uh, without you, none of this would be happening. None of this would be growing. Um, some interesting things that we found and pulled off of the analytics of the show. Because if YouTube does anything, it can drown you in analytics to tell you what you're doing is working, when it's working, who's watching, how long they're watching. I mean, it is so many more data points than any guesstimate of ratings radio has ever provided me about any aspect of my audience. I can tell you right now that women listeners are up. Women listeners listen on average longer than male listeners. Now, it's a much smaller sample size. We're talking like 95% male to 5% female, but that used to be 98 to 2%. So we are growing. And I think it's because we are growing 
in Japan, 5% of my viewership is now coming from Japan. And I believe that is because of Otani Tuesday. And our next Otani Tuesday just happens to fall on the 4th of July. And what could be more American than an Otani Tuesday, baby? <laughs> what a week. Shohei Otani has had in between Tuesdays. He's um, he's going to have a chance to start and win on the 4th of July. He'll be pitching. He has hit six home runs this week in between Tuesday to Tuesday, and we're not done counting yet. We'll see what he does this evening and the 4th of July as well, but he's just, he's extraordinary. He's just extraordinary. Like, I'm glad that I was first to the topic that, oh, by the way, this guy just happens to be the single greatest baseball player of all time. Feels like people are starting to catch on, too. It's a good thing I've arrived here on YouTube because now we can get the entire global sports world caught up on something that is the single most special thing that has ever happened in Major League Baseball, except for maybe that pitch clock. Because this, before we hop into a little Club Plus today, is what I wanted to show you and wanted to tell you about, because this is something else. Say what you want about Major League Baseball tweaking its rules and messing with the pace and flow of a game because of pitch clock. Whether you liked it or don't like it, the results are in, and it's a smashing success. Look, players left to their own devices become a bunch of time-mucking-up preening schmoes where everybody thinks they're Nomar Garcia Parra getting into the batter's box by messing with their damn batter's gloves or tapping the tops of their shoes or some elaborate I'm getting in the batter's box routine. You had pitchers taking way too much time to deliver pitchers. You had way too much nonsense on the base path and stepping off and looking over at first and maybe too many managerial pitching changes, which to me were never the problem. Look, you got to get a pitcher out of there. You want to get a matchup that you like. That to me is baseball strategy. They shouldn't have messed with that. But the pitch clock, I love it. And look, nine inning games in Major League Baseball. So nine inning games. We're not talking about extra inning games, but nine inning games lasting more than three hours. I want to go back to 2002. In 2002, 35% of all nine inning games took more than three hours to play. We move through the decade to 2013, 42% of all nine-inning games are now taking more than three hours to play. In 2014, more than 50%, 54% of all nine-inning games took more than three hours to play. Then it got ridiculous in 2017, 59%. We're nearly at 60% now of every single major league game taking more than three hours to get in a nine-inning game. In 2020, it got to 63%. Now we're in the pandemic. In 2021, it's 67%. Like, there aren't even people showing up to really watch you in masses, and you're still taking forever to get this game going and underway, and let's go pick up the pace, and you guys are all collectively slowing down. 67%. Of all nine inning games in 2021 took more than three hours. What do you think the percentage is this year? What do you think the percentage is going from 
67% just two seasons ago of games taking more than three hours to now. What do you think it is? It's 9%. 9%. Thanks to this pitch clock. Nine, 91% of nine-inning baseball games are coming in under three hours now. The pitch clock is good. I'll take that pitch clock. Now, I wouldn't have thought this when I was a single guy without having a wife and two kids and a whole bunch of crap at the end of my night that I had to get through and do until I became a parent and a husband. When I was a single guy, I had nothing to do but hang out at the ballpark. Take as long as you want. Now that I'm a busy guy, now that I got kids, uh, yeah, let's, let's, get a, let's get this sucker in. Let's do it. Way to go, Major League Baseball. There's a lot about you that's pissed me off this year, but getting 91% of your games in an under three hours, nine-inning games, that works for me. And I hope it works for you, too. How about that? So a uh, show for you coming up on Tuesday, the 4th of July. We take no days off here. We're going to have an Otani Tuesday we got videos galore, a dropping and a popping over the next three days as well. So lots coming up here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Damon Bruce Show. Thank you for subscribing to Damon Bruce Plus. I ask you to go ahead and subscribe if you have not. We'd love to see you go ahead and subscribe. Turn on those notifications. You won't miss a thing. And thank you very much for being part of this growing community. It's official. We are kicking this bad boy into overdrive these days. So uh, really appreciate you being here. I didn't think growth like this was going to happen in the middle of summer. I didn't think that, that was possible. I thought it was all going to start really going up like a hockey stick come football season. I can't even wait to see what that looks like when we actually get to football season. That's going to be an awful lot of fun. So um, you're all awesome. We're about to slip into Club Plus. Thank you very much. I feel like it's time to let you know that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.